comes ahead on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. the other way. Look who's running hard after defensively. Wayne Rooney, the net is empty. Big collision by the captain. That is unbelievable effort. Rooney putting one up. Bacosta. The Stateside Soccer Show with Logan and Jordan. Hello and welcome to the Stateside Soccer Show. We have a huge show for you today, talking the Apple TV MLS deal. Ronnie Dahlia leaving from NYCFC. We now know, as of just an hour ago, where the 2026 World Cup host cities will be. We'll be talking Nations League and more but before we get to that i am jordan wiegand and we do have logan stump back from his scouting trip of the world cup black friday opponents logan is back from england how are you logan bloody wicked i'm awesome how are you doing jordan (laughs) that's right offensive to so many people (laughs) (laughs) i'm doing all right um a little a little tired today i'm actually more tired today than i was uh, whatever Day. I don't even know what day it is anymore. Is it Thursday? Yeah, it's Thursday. Today is Thursday. Yes. Okay, so we got back to like Tuesday was our first day back. So I'm a little tired, but um, good. I'm feeling all right. Like I, I got a bit of a cough and sinus, so I'm hoping that's what that is. Um, that we didn't bring back anything crazy, but um, but no, it's, it, I'm good. How are you doing, Jordan? It's been it's been a long time, and you you gosh, you've had a, a you had a, an experience, huh? Yeah, I went to Pittsburgh, went to the uh, Pirates game. You know what I learned, too, while I'm sitting in the bar after the game, you know, chugging my Coca-Colas, was we had – it was actually Pepsi, sorry. Um, But we had – the Pittsburgh Riverhounds were playing a home game right across the river at 7 o'clock. I could have done a double feature. You should have. And I think next time I will. Uh, I think next time I'll plan it better because I do want to see their stadium at the Riverhounds. I even went in this little shop looking for Riverhounds merchandise. And of mm-hmm. course, it was all Steelers, Pirates, Penguins, Pittsburgh University stuff. So a uh, little disappointing. But that was good. Uh, you know, I, I've been I, I did the last show by myself. Uh, so I apologize for that uh, for everybody who listened to that one. I was a little bit more scatterbrained, I think, on that one. But um, my doctor who had surgery to remove a tumor is doing very well. So I'm not sure if I even addressed that on here, but that's why we've kind of been a little bit more incognito on Twitter and stuff. I've been trying to do more of that lately as well, but uh, especially now that he's doing a lot better. So mm-hmm. stressful time in that 
in that period. But everything's going good. We know where the host cities are, so I am a little depressed because of that. We'll get to that in a bit here. But I think we're actually going to start with the massive streaming deal. I don't want to say TV deal because it's not really TV, but massive streaming deal that the uh, MLS signed with Apple on Tuesday. Was it Tuesday or Wednesday? Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. It was. Yes, it was Tuesday. Um. So let's just go over some little numbers and stuff first. Two hundred fifty million a year is the minimum. With a uh, 10-year deal sets $2.5 billion, Logan. Uh, remember when we were kind of covering this, what, a few weeks ago when they said Apple's out, right? Yeah. Apple's yeah. out. And then we heard Apple's not out. <laughs> and then we heard uh, it's going to be 150 to $200 million a year. And mm. to get 250 I think, is a win. We're still waiting for linear TV stuff as well. But uh, just overall, great number-wise, I think. What are your thoughts on the numbers here? I mean, I think you and I texted about it. I think ultimately Apple probably overpaid a little bit just to to solidify uh, the deal, especially the ballpark in which they were talking. 170 to 200 was around what I had heard as far as Twitter was concerned, and then people were tweeting that. I mean, moments before this thing broke, uh, people were tweeting that, that it was close to a deal and 200 was more than likely the ballpark, but it ended up being $250 million for um, 10 years. So, that, I mean, that's massive for um, over 10 years. Is, and, and, you know, I, I think with the linear deals that could come, um, it's, a, it's a lot of money getting pumped into the league finally. So I think that's one thing that we're, we're pretty excited about is that the money is coming in and now, you know, we're competing with a lot of uh, different networks and things as far as sports are concerned. So, um, and I know we'll get into different things that are coming with the deal or maybe some things that we don't like about the deal. But overall, if, if you're looking at numbers, you're looking at, um, like our friend Matt would say, the numbers are good. The business is good. Um, MLS, I think, hit it all the ballpark as far as money is concerned. So we'll see how much that balloons to because I know they've got some options to kind of balloon that up. So. Yeah, uh, money-wise, I guess you can't really <clears throat> complain, right? We'll get into more of the stuff that people might complain about. But what I do want to talk about first is kind of just what this even covers, right? What is Apple paying $250 million a year for 10 years for? Well, they're paying to show every single MLS regular season game starting in 2023 and League's Cup matches, some MLS Next and some MLS Next Pro or you know whatever the differences are between those two leagues again. So they're getting quite a lot of content, right? I feel like I don't have enough people talking about the League's Cup being involved in this because I think that is potentially huge because not only are you going to probably get MLS fans signing up for this, you might get some League of Mechies fans mm-hmm. to sign up for this <clears throat> to watch some of these League Cup games. Um, even if it's just for like a month or two, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for that month, you, you might get extra subs. And for them, that might be worth it because this is a worldwide deal which means, I'm assuming, I'm not sure how it works with the League's Cup fully because it's brand new, but I mm-hmm. would assume then this is the way that the League's Cup is going to be broadcasted in Mexico as well, is on Apple TV. Um, so that's for 10 seasons, 
every MLS and League's Cup match. Uh, select MLS Next Pro and MLS Next. So MLS Next Pro is the development league, like the G League for NBA, right? And MLS Next is the academy. So that's the, the clarification there. And, Logan, this is the biggest part of the deal, is under this deal, there are no local or national blackouts for any game. Mm-hmm. All of the games are currently available, are expected to be available worldwide on Apple TV. This does mean some bad things, like no local broadcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think what it also means is when we do get those linear deals for ESPN... The game is also going to be simulcast on Apple, which means if you own, and let's clarify this, this is not just Apple TV Plus you have to have. It is a separate app purchase, like if you're buying NBA League Pass or MLB.TV, that you would have access to every single game. Um, Or if I really want to clarify, it's like MLS Live, from mm-hmm. the early 2000s that I used to buy every year because I wanted to watch every game, but without any blackouts uh, is pretty much what that is. Now, of course, the league has grown since then, so I think I must live was last in like 2014, 2015. Um, you know, we've added quite a few expansion teams since then. But let's get into the no local broadcast. Uh, I kind of saw this coming. And the reason I saw this coming is because we've heard over the last few years that MLS, when it came to the TV deals, was not letting teams re-up local deals at all. They were mm-hmm. all to expire this year to be wrapped up in some sort of service like this. So we, I kind of saw this coming. So I, I guess I'm kind of confused. I guess because I pay more attention to it. I, I saw a lot of people very, very confused that they would get rid of local <laughs> broadcasts. Also... If you're going to have local broadcasts, there would be blackouts. And the reason why mm-hmm. is because those local channels will not want to lose revenue to the app. So this is the only way we could do no blackouts. That's why MLB can't do no blackouts. That's why NBA can't do no blackouts. And most likely why they never will. Uh, especially all those teams negotiate their deals at separate times, right? Like I think the angels re-upped a few years ago for 10 years, right? The mm. Orioles are owned by uh, their deals with Masson, who is a team owned thing, which means they don't have to ever have to re-up the deal. So for some of these companies for like baseball, it's always going to be blackouts. I think this is the only way to get no blackouts. Now I'm going to pitch this to you because Logan, you are a new convert to MLS. Mm-hmm. So, no local broadcast, which means you can't just stumble upon it on your local TV. Less linear games, which means that you would have you already had ESPN Plus, so mm-hmm. now you would have you already were able to see all these games. But now you're going to have to fork over additional cash, uh, cash. How much do you think this impacts local markets having trouble growing their team? I mean, I think it's going to be incredibly difficult. I mean, th- this sport was already. Uh growing slowly uh, i think that in the in the country that we've got an advantage with the world cup coming but i do think that you're going to have i mean if you look at it um and actually this isn't the final third guys and they were talking about the fact that um in ratings yeah, i listened stuff, to them this morning too <laughs> yeah it was good um it was a good episode but they were talking about how 
uh, even La Liga, Premier League, Bundesliga, they all do better in ratings as far as revenue too um, in these local markets. And a lot of these people aren't spending money um, on their team. And, and I agree with it. I mean, if you go to an Orlando City game starting after the first month, I mean, attendance is really low. So it's already they're already having a hard time filling stadiums of people that actually want to go to games. And stadiums should be, I mean, especially in MLS, especially because Orlando City is one of the more affordable stadiums in the country as far as, you know, the, the MLS is concerned. Um, we should be packing that stadium and we're not. But now you add in this, you know, difficult um, kind of paywall to kind of get through um, people already pay for Apple TV Plus are going to think that they, and that's another thing. People are going to get annoyed with that. The fact that I have Apple TV Plus, how come I don't have that package? And then that's going to start the headache of like, I don't want another thing that I have to pay for. Uh, it's the same thing. I mean, it, 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 MLB and uh, NBA actually don't do that because they don't really have anywhere. I mean, unless you're getting it through YouTube TV or something, they actually have their own individual here. You can just buy this. But I think you know, Apple is going to mandate you buy Apple TV Plus in order to get to the package you don't so. have to oh, you, you don't. don't have to they've okay. clarified that sam well, school clarified you can just purchase it through apple tv but mm -hmm. you don't have to have apple tv plus well that's good then okay so it's not it's not really an additional charge but i mean i will say it it is going to get expensive so for people that are mls fans or people that are just soccer specific fans who don't really follow other sports it's going to be big uh, price tag. <laughs> like it always is. It's going to be a big price tag. I think it's going to be upwards of a hundred bucks. Um, MLB. I was looking up before we got on here. MLB was one fifteen annually. Um, NBA is 200 well, annually. Yeah. Uh, which most people pay annually. Um, you can do like a mid season discount kind of thing, but you're missing half the games. Um, so I think that's going to be a big, big hurdle or challenge for people that are just coming in that want to pay just for this. Um, and then you're adding in another sport, Jordan, that I think, I mean, we've got a lot of people on our timeline that are NBA fans or MLB fans or NHL fans that are paying for their packages and they're going to have to pay for this extra. And it's just going to disrupt the local markets because the local markets, I mean, a lot of these people were like, I don't know if you guys do, but do you guys get the mass in up there for free, like on your part of your cable package? It depends on the company. Yeah, uh, I think Verizon is part of a package. I mm -hmm. think with Comcast, it might be part of a package. But on my parents' cable through Armstrong, it was just one of the basic channels. So yeah, I actually don't know. And to be so, it'd be more. It'd be more like NBC Sports Washington, I think, mm -hmm. because that's that they like literally Masson is just the Orioles, Nats, and like CAA basketball, like that, that's <laughs> literally all they play. Right. Poker. Like they don't have any other rights while like NBC sports, Washington has the wizards. It has um, the, uh, it has the DC United. It's got the capitals. It's got all that stuff. Um, and uh, I, I think it's closer to that one. That one is on more basic chat. Like that one comes with YouTube TV. I can get that channel with YouTube TV. Okay. So I've watched some DC United games cause I've been blacked out. Right. So now I don't have to worry about that. What's funny is where my dad lives in Maryland before he used to be blacked out of DC games. Now he's blacked out of union games and can watch DC <laughs> and I'm blacked out of DC games, but can watch union. Wow. <laughs> We're in the same County. Like it, it's, it's wild. I don't understand it. Right. Yeah. But, um, that stops. Right. So that's right. a good thing. Now where it's going to hurt is commentators, right? Mm -hmm. People grow attachments with their local teams. They're going more NFL model, right? 
is mm-hmm. how people keep comparing it with all national broadcasts. I think that's fine. I, I think that'll be good. And the reason I say that, I think when you talk about local commentators, it can help, right? But there's mm-hmm. also been some local commentators that, you know, are very biased. And what I mean by that is a really good goal is scored, no excitement. Uh, you know, uh, if, if it's for the other team, you know, uh, a crappy goal is scored. Oh, it's the best goal ever because they are, um, the home team or whatever. So I, I think that aspect will be better. You're going to have some of these local crews don't know much about the other teams. The national broadcast people are going to have to know about both teams. They're just going to have to do the research the same way an NFL broadcaster does the research. Mm-hmm. But also with how short the season is, we talk about, you know, soccer being long season, I guess. It's only 34 games, right? Compared to what I think when I look at regional sports, hockey is 80-some games, basketball is 80-some games, and baseball is 162. Mm -hmm. I think when you have longer seasons, it's more important to have those local crews than I think 34-game season, which I think is closer to the NBA. Mm-hmm. And we've seen how how the Premier League can get really great coverage on NBC that focuses on each team. They do talk each team, mm-hmm. right? And that's what it's kind of modeled off. They play around the same amount of games. They can uh, the, the broadcasters will be knowledgeable on each team. They'll look for the story. It's going to be a lot of great narrative stuff that's going on. I, I don't know. I think. Ultimately, the the no local broadcast will be fine. The hardest part will be getting those local players, uh, local people converted. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> they're working on a linear deal that we've been talking about, which is looking to be between 23 to 25 games a year. Um, that's just like 10 less than what they do now for ESPN. So not that much of a difference for four years. I think this is what they're aiming for four year contract for the linear TV, which would cut co- coincidentally end right after the 2026 season, which is right after the world cup that may be no more linear and you convert enough people to buy your app or you make a new linear deal after that. Right? Like th- there's, they're, they're kind of banking on this world cup too, but, uh, the linear-wise, you're still going to have people just scroll on ESPN and find the game. The main issue was people weren't doing that to begin with, right? People on ESPN were not watching. And the reason why? Well, ESPN keeps losing subscribers. People keep cutting cable. Mm-hmm. Right now, the sport for MLS, the, the league, MLS, is so regionalized logan most people watch their team and Mm -hmm. don't bother watching anything else and that's why i think this next thing is going to help season ticket holders get this for free and i think this same thing with mlb tv by the way if you have a season ticket package you get that for free at least for the orioles but what i like about that is there's no barrier now for people that are regional fans to not check out other teams, mm-hmm. right? Like you could be a season ticket holder and not have ESPN plus, and you can just watch your team and that's it. But now you're a season ticket holder. 
you get it for free. So on away games, you can watch. No problem. Well, when you're also away and you're not in the stands, and uh, maybe your game is over, you're like, oh, let me check out Nashville. They're, they, uh, last time when we played them, they were pretty entertaining. Let me see what they do against Seattle. Or, hey, Messi just signed with Inter-Miami. Let me mm-hmm. check out that. You know, there's going to be things that are hopefully going to make people check out other teams for some of these communities that are way more regionalized than they currently should be. Uh, we have people, Logan, that will be Philadelphia Union fans, watch just the Union, not anybody else, but still turn in for Brighton versus Burnley, mm-hmm. right? There's got to be a way to get those people to turn into Seattle, L.A., right? There's got to be a way to get these people to look at Cincinnati, Miami. And I think giving them free access to it is one way to do it. Yeah, I think the biggest thing, too, is uh, they were talking about fans that live out of state from where they uh, watch sports or, you know, teams play. Um, and, and they're going to get people that are regionalized in other places that want to watch teams around their area just because they want to watch them. Um, so I think that's another you know aspect, too. I think the national broadcast thing, like you said, I, I think it really works out well, um, kind of like what NBC does, because if you can kind of arrange the games, you do, you know, you know you're, it's not like you have 30 sets of different announcers like it's going to be you know a select handful of guys that are doing different games um it's a little different in england just because i mean you can jump in a car and drive two hours and be at the next stadium but um with the with this i think they're going to be able to and that's another thing we'll talk about i'm sure but with them being able to put the games on at the same time on wednesdays and saturdays as part of this package we know when the games are going to be we know you know kind of what announcers we like uh, and you'll gravitate towards one or the other like Arlo White is one that a lot of us gravitate towards, uh, especially with Prem, because you know he's usually doing the big game of the week, um, and you've got guys like that. Um, but again, it, it's like it, it, in, with Arlo being a free agent, um, that'd be kind of cool. But it would—it's it, just interesting to see how MLS will kind of tier their announcers. Another thing I think that people forget too is what they'll do—they'll turn to those local broadcasters and say, "Hey, do you want to come on as part of a national?" you know, coverage as part of national coverage for this, you know, league. And some of them will say, yes, like I could see Danny Higginbottom saying, yes, I would, you know, I would go national um, because he's done prem and he's done studio work. So, you know, you're going to get those local well, announcers that you loved. And yes. I think Dunseth is going to be one that Dunny is obviously, has to be. yeah. So, and that's going to be cool though. Like think about this, Jordan, like think about when you're looking at these other announcers and you're finally going to be like, all right, cool. I get Dunny as part of my, you know, watching my team play like this is going and to Dunny, be. Dunny <laughs> is, has done national work before he's been mm-hmm. on ESPN. He's done that stuff. What I, and if they're smart, right. And I think MLS can be smart, smarter than the other leagues. I'm not going to say they are smart. I'll say that they can be smart. <laughs> and what I mean by this is, okay. If you get Brian Dunseth, why not throw him on an RSL game? Mm-hmm. Not every game, but if you put him on an RSL game, you're going to be like, all right, he knows RSL well. Yeah. He, you know what I'm saying? He'll know that. If they get JP and uh, Danny Higginbottom, mm-hmm. then put him on a union game one week. You know, like they're familiar with it. It's That kind of stuff will be fine. And JP does national games too, so he'll be fine. Like, I understand the need for wanting local announcers, but – I, I think the best ones are going to be picked up by this. 
Mm-hmm. And if they're not, let's talk about the next bit of this. Uh, they could move to radio. And mm-hmm. if they're on the radio, what the plan is, is for you to be able to push a button that turns on the radio broadcast of your team instead of the national broadcast while you're watching the game. I know MLB does this for archive stuff. Yeah. I'm not sure if they can do it live. I wonder how MLS is going to be able to handle this. You know, Sam Stasekul pointed out on allocation disorder, they're only going to have eight months to get this stuff together mm-hmm. because it's going to launch next March. Uh, so they have to make sure that they have this stuff ready to go and that the technology is there. I'm sure Apple's providing the tech, but maybe Apple can sync it up well enough. I, I have no idea how that will work. But just the fact that you might still be able to listen to a local crew is good. And one thing I didn't realize either, I think, from Allocation Disorder is that some of these local broadcasts were produced by the teams mm-hmm. just to get on their TV. Because that's not great, right? Because no, no. as as we heard from Sam State School is that they didn't have they didn't make like any money from local broadcasts. A few teams did. That was mm-hmm. it. So in this case, MLS will be producing, let's make this clear. MLS will be producing the broadcasts, which they'll have to spend around sixty to seventy million dollars a year for. So you kind of have to take that number out of the two hundred fifty, mm-hmm. right? But in these rights deals, they were only getting $60 million a year from ESPN and Fox. So they're pretty much taking what they would have gotten in a year and just in investing that into the product on the broadcast end of it and hopefully going to make – if you can just deliver a good product, people will watch. Um I'm assuming when ESPN gets the linear rights, they're just going to use the feed from Apple TV is what I assume. Yeah. I don't think, unless that they just get two other commentators to do the game and they use the same video. That's what I would assume. Right. I, I could totally see them just keeping the same um, broadcasters too. The less work ESPN would have to do with it. I'm pretty sure they'll be like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're producing this. And we get to just put it on TV. Yeah, that's fine. Like that's less money for them. Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, <laughs> the less uh, it is going to be less money than um, the the usual sixty million for each season for ESPN since they're lowering their amounts. So I don't know. Maybe it can bump it up over the over three hundred million a year. I doubt it will, honestly. Uh, maybe uni, maybe with Univision and ESPN together, it'll bump it up over three hundred million a year. But I'm not really sure. Um, okay, games will be broadcast in Spanish, some in French, mostly Impact games or Montreal, and Portuguese will come in year three, twenty twenty five. So uh, that'll be big because we know that there's some Brazilian connections with some of these teams, right? So uh, being able to have Brazilians be able to check it out in their natural language is uh, probably going to help help on their end as well. And I guess they could keep adding more languages as we go too. 
Okay. I kind of went out of order on my sheet here, so I'm trying to make sure I <laughs> I hit everything here. Cost. This is going to be the thing. We don't know the price yet. I would assume 75 to $100 a season. But do you think they'll have an option for just one team the way that like MLB and NBA do? I think so. Like I, I think a lot of streaming packages, I think all of them have that option of being able to just follow your team for that amount of money. And it's usually it's usually a good deal. Like if that's what you're interested in, that's usually a good deal. Um, the only problem is, is usually <clears throat> if they have like a one that'll be like with a linear linear channel, they might not let you have it. But it sounds like this one is going to have the capability of like if you just buy their package, no matter what, you'll get that team playing no matter what. So it doesn't really matter because they don't do blackouts. So I think that'll work out well. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think. Yeah, I would say I would say almost a hundred percent certainty that it's a team package that's available. I would hope so. <clears throat> you know, because that could be a way for people to actually locally be like, "Oh, okay, I can watch just my team for, let's say, twenty five bucks a year." Yeah, I think people might do that. Mm-hmm. Then instead of being like, you have to buy the whole league package, it's like, oh, I don't know. I am just a strict, you know, Nashville sports fan. Why would <laughs> yeah. I want to watch anything else? You know what I'm saying? Like, th- that could help grow the team as well. Um, we talked about the season ticket holders. Uh, okay, we're going to be airing games in 1080p. Now, Logan, this is the best thing about Apple TV, right? So this mm-hmm. is still... Still, MLS is producing it, so they'll be the ones buying the cameras and stuff. Yeah. But if you watch MLB Network and you watch Apple Friday Night Baseball, they're produced by the same company, but the Apple product looked better. And the reason why is because they have less compression on their stream. And that means that the game is going to look clearer. It's going to look better. People can complain about the broadcasters for the Apple stuff. That's still done by MLB. But the quality of the camera, the quality of the score bug, it all looks really great. And uh, I'm assuming it's going to look just as good. And finally, I, I think they said some games were broadcasted in 720p. Four, I think there was even some in 480, <laughs> which were some of the localized channels were running 480. I mean, there's times in ESPN. And some of the local ones looked right. better, actually, than the yes. ESPN broadcast. Yes. Because on ESPN, I mean, I've been watching sometimes in ESPN when it has that weird glare, and it, I always think of Portland on this in this instance. It has like a weird glare on the field. It, it's so grainy. I'm like, I this looks like back when I you know was watching back in the '90s when I was watching sports. Like this. Looks Any awful. game on turf, <clears throat> yes. really bad on ESPN. Yep. Looks awful. SKC looks awful. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They look very grainy. But this is gonna yeah, be great. Crazy. Like if if you haven't watched the MLB Friday Night broadcast jordan i remember you texted me because you're like dude you got to turn this on it is so clear like it is unbelievably clear how like the picture is just like unbelievable sweat dripping out of their pores no i mean it looked really good and people were like is this 4k and they're like no it's 1080p so Mm -hmm. we know that it's going to look at least that good which is great and the fact that mls is producing all of this which means we're going to finally have standard yeah, we're gonna have a standard of broadcast, <laughs> right. right? Instead of like, oh, so now I'm watching on this crappy camera, or yeah, yeah I actually liked watching on ESPN Plus more than ESPN sometimes because 
the camera quality for some of the vocals were better mm-hmm. than some of the uh you know some of the national broadcasts fox even has a very different vibe to it as well okay let's also talk about this there's going to be a whip around show there's mm-hmm. going to be pre and post game slogan, which we never get nowadays. They go right into the softball championship or whatever <laughs> game is on right afterwards. Uh, hopefully, so you know what that means. No more MLS Cup delay. Remember yeah. last year we were they got pushed it because of the basketball game. People were like, texting back and forth. like I remember tweeting back and forth. Yeah, going, is it is it started? Like, are they starting? And people in the stadium were like, No, it's not started yet. Like, don't worry about it. So they're gonna have halftime shows. Uh, there's people thinking they might have other ancillary materials like um, daily talk shows mm-hmm. or stuff like that. This is where it can get really well, right? Uh, really good because I'm probably going to watch the whip around show, especially since we cover the whole league. Yeah. That's probably going to be what I'm watching unless that, if the yeah. union are on or something yeah. like it's going to be whip around show and I'm going to be able to see way more stuff just watching the whip around show. And right. getting insight from the panelists, getting all that stuff. It's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to that. I have some ideas, though. Can we get more shows like the ESPN Plus show, We Are LAFC? Please. Right? Can we get... This is a retro a whole throwback. When NBC had MLS, they had a show called MLS 36. You can still find episodes on YouTube. But they covered Freddie Montero. Uh, I think it was Graham Zuzzi and um, Matt Beasler. Like... It was these people that it covered, it followed them documentary style for the 36 hours leading up to a match. Hmm. And then after the match, you kind of get like their thoughts on it and stuff like that. It was really cool. And uh, it helps you get to know the players. That's why Mm -hmm. like Freddie Montero is one of my favorite players. I got to know him from watching this thing that NBC produced. And once they lost MLS, they stopped producing it. They also did an NHL version of this as well. Could we get a hard knocks type show, right? Maybe. I don't know. There, this is the kind of stuff that might not happen in the first few years, but maybe by year seven, year six, we're getting more of this stuff, which I think could be really great. And if they need like a, you know, like a 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. talk show, like Jordan, I mean, we're, we are available. We know you have money. Just, you know, I don't know. We'd be happy with who doesn't want to see us in 1080p. Right. right. Exactly. We'd be much better. Um, I promise the quality would become so much better now. <laughs> um, but but it, 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 the one that really had me excited was the whip around because we cover the league, um, because I love red zone uh, with all my heart whenever I watch it for NFL. Um, and the fact that this is going to be included is huge. Like that's a huge thing. If MLS can keep that like that, because the red zone actually charges you more, like you could buy like one, when NFL Sunday ticket did exist, you actually had to buy red zone as like more with whip around. I'm hoping it's similar. I'm actually, I, and like I you have said, to pay extra for my YouTube TV to have. Red yeah. Zone. Yes, exactly. But like you said, I, I'm, I'm hoping they have somebody like, you know, one weekend it's, you know, Tim Howard. And yeah, you know, I mean, depending on what he could do with NBC, but like, depending on who it is, they could have, you know, some of these uh, MLS stars or MLS players, even some of these players come on and talk kind of like the Manning cast. I've always liked the Manning cast because it, it gives you perspectives that you don't normally see. Um, so I'm, and you know, Apple's produced a lot of good stuff. Um, so I think that the production quality, like they actually care. ESPN has been around so long that they've kind of become like this, like 
you know, I almost compare it to like Walmart. Like they're kind of like the Walmart of streaming because they're like, people have to come to us. You know, they do. And they will continue to because we've been around for so long and there's nothing you can do about it. We do not care about the quality of your product. We just care about how much we sell it. People watch ESPN to complain about ESPN. How many times do we see stuff about like what Stephen A. Smith said? And mm-hmm. I can't avoid it. I don't even watch ESPN right. talk shows, but I can't avoid it because everybody keeps retweeting it, quote tweeting mm-hmm. it about how dumb it is. And I'm like, why do you guys even watch it? Just watch right. something else. You know, like the best production, I think, Jordan, and all the sports. There's two of them that I can come that come to mind. It's NBC Premier League Sunday morning, Saturday mornings. They're very good, very very good. Rebecca Lowe does a fantastic job. Um, the Robbies are great. Tim Howard's great. Um, and I really like NBA when they do um, the NBA talk shows with Charles Barkley. Yeah, they're great because they're entertaining and they're ex players who have good insight and they got they've got narratives man like they understand narratives they understand storytelling like ernie johnson is a storyteller like they are that by nature and if you could get that like dunseth would be great i think because he's been around the league he knows the league like he could be somebody to provide that for you uh if you could get somebody like a clint dempsey that's uh, what i was gonna say clint not not as a broadcaster but on the desk yes on the pregame like he does for cbs Mm -hmm. that could be big it's a league he played in. Yeah, uh, you can have him give insight to Demarcus Beasley, somebody like that, like yeah, that. Yeah. Like it, you've got guys that are sitting around waiting for you to use them, to utilize them in this league. And I think that as guys start to retire, like I'd love to listen to Graham Zuzzi on a talk show, like just yeah. have him sitting there explaining things as he sees them go through. Uh, Beasler, like it, it would be so cool to have some of these guys come in, and we love it when it happens, right? We love when Landon was on. Fox. We loved it when Clint does CBS. We like it when some of us like it when Alexi Lawless is on Fox. Stu Holden's great. So it's like having some of these guys jump in and not necessarily them, but guys like them that could kind of jump in uh, on these shows and especially like this whip around and say, hey, this is what I see. Um, That would be really cool. I think that'd be kind of a unique perspective that you would normally get with some of these other streaming. But if you're going to mimic somebody, mimic NBC. They do a fantastic job. I agree. Um, Another part I'm really excited about, the new league schedule. Mm -hmm. Games are going to be on Wednesday nights and Saturday nights, unless if there's a stadium restriction or if ESPN or whoever linear is, uh, is going to bump the game to a different day. But what this will end is the nights where we're like about to go over the – Game of the week, and we're like, oh, we got one game on Monday, three on Tuesday, five on Thursday, <laughs> one on Friday, and seven on Saturday. Yeah. We're going to be able to consistently do it. And I think we'll be able to change format to maybe twice a week if we can do it because we'll have games to consistently mm-hmm. talk about. It's going to be great. I'm excited for knowing when the games are and final third talked about it today. They're right. Like there were time, especially when I was a season ticket owner, I was, it would be so annoying to be like, okay, I'm going to schedule parking for this game. And you're like, okay, I'll, I'll get down there around seven, seven uh, 30 is the start time, whatever it might be. Or maybe it's, you know, get around there six 30 cause seven o'clock is the kickoff. And then you'd be like the next week it'd be eight o'clock or eight 30. You're like, what the hell? Like, 
why would you change? Like, why did that change? They're playing an Eastern Conference rival exactly the same that they did last week, and you have them an hour and a half later. Like, it made no sense. And you're like, okay, well, that's kind of stupid. And then randomly you'd have, like, a 3 o'clock. It was like, what? what? what is this? Like, this is so annoying. So, it, I don't know. Consistency. Like, I love Premier, where you wake up 745, 945, 1230, mm-hmm. and then maybe a 3 o'clock game. Like, it, 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 I like that consistency, or the 10 o'clock games. So, I don't know. I, I, I really like this one. I, I like Wednesday, too. It gives you, you know, the ability to kind of move those games with international windows and stuff and with relative ease. Yeah. So. And it won't be every Wednesday, I don't think. But No, I think it's at every, you know, so often. I think they said once or twice a month, maybe. So that'd be great. So we could do our normal show and then when mm-hmm. need be switched to yep. two days a week or whatever. All right. Uh, that That's what people have been complaining about, right? Is there's no consistency. We're mm-hmm. going to have consistency. People then started complaining. I liked what I liked playing on Sundays. Well, guess what? People didn't watch on Sundays because of NFL or other, other thing thing. Mm-hmm. It can have complete Saturday nights by itself, except for, the very few college football games mm-hmm. in the end of the year. That's going to be massive Saturday night. Or that's going to be great for MLS. And it provides the chance for the whip around show mm-hmm. where we're going to have kickoffs at probably five, seven and 10 or something like that. That'd be that, my guess. that would yeah. make sense to me. You could have five o'clock start time in East seven o'clock in the central 10 o'clock in the West coast, whatever. You could even have some seven on the East. Like that, that'd be fine. That's what I would do. Um, okay, Sunderland till I die. Like, I, I was just thinking about, like, I was reading through the notes. Like, having a show like that would be so cool. Like, being oh, yeah. able to follow, like you said, a hard knocks kind of thing. But sorry, I meant to, I meant to say that before. But what if we let's create one? Let's say it's called, um, ooh, how about this? So you pick one of the original 10 clubs mm-hmm. and you find fans who have been there since day one. And you also find new fans. You kind of follow around them. You follow around the operations of the team. And it's yeah. called like, I don't know, founded 1996. I don't know. Whatever it'd be called. Right. But like, you know, yeah. uh, born in 96. I don't know. Just some sort of show where you can follow one of the original clubs. Maybe falling on hard times. That's a DC United there or whatever. And you follow fans that have been around and been there since 96. But you also have a mix of, oh, and here's my son who yeah. grew up loving this team now. And he's yeah. about to have a kid. You can start following some of that stuff because what made, you know, Sunderland Until I Die is that this stuff has been kind of passed down. You can't really do that too much for a team that hasn't been around mm-hmm. long, right? So you'd have to do one of the original 96 or a team like Seattle, Vancouver, or Portland that have been around since the 70s. But I don't know. I think it'd be cool to kind of focus on, okay, this is an original MLS team. And here's somebody that was a season ticket holder in 96 and he still goes to games and here he is with his wife and kids and you know, they're about to have a grandkid. And uh, here's also this new fan that Mm -hmm. just started watching and he's having a ball, you know, and kind of like follow around that whole stuff. I think that'd be fun. Sign me up. (laughs) I got an idea for you. (laughs) All right. um, Let's see. Okay, push notifications. People keep talking about this, but I don't know how some people have this. I have my ESPN linked to mm-hmm. my uh, Apple TV app, 
or something like that, right? So it, what it does is anytime, and I have my Armstrong like cable login mixed in with it too. Mm-hmm. And what it does is like anytime there's a big game on, yeah, it sends me push notifications to check it out, right? Yeah. So some people got confused on why they were receiving MLS ones about that before. For me, I only get those if it's a game on ESPN Plus typically, and it's like, hey, this is a close game. Open up ESPN Plus now to watch the rest of it, right? And that's pretty cool. So just imagine that they can do that, but it'd be even more. And we, we've heard people talk about, like, if they sign a Colombian player, mm-hmm. get a news alert. Oh, that news alert's going to go to Columbia as well and say, hey, this guy's going to New York Red Bulls. Then you might be, you know, purchase our thing here, right? Like when they click the link, you know, they can have this kind of stuff that mixes in with it. Um, If they need a podcasting partner for Apple Podcasts, we're available. You know, like you have this. We will push notifications. We'll be like, so and so just fell down. Like Chicharito just fell down in the box. You're going to want to tune in now. Like, wow, he fell down the box. What happened? Like, what? VAR is looking into it. Was it a dive? Um, <laughs> I do get those notifications, though, Jordan, because I get it for NBA um, yeah. games as well. And MLB, it's like so-and-so is in a close – and it's from Apple. So it's Apple's yeah, I don't get it on, ML- on MLB so because I yeah. don't have access to, I, I think, like any of those – all right, the Masson app is a piece of crap. So I yeah. can't – you know, it doesn't really link in with my Armstrong. So – I don't get it for MLB unless if it's the MLB Friday games, but if it's the, uh, if it's just an Oriole game, I don't get my notification of that. But if you have, Mm -hmm. I think if some people are, you know, linking their YouTube TV or their cable to it, it'll recognize that and be like, Hey, your baseball team is down eight runs, but they have bases loaded and no outs. Turn it on now and see what's going on. Like it tells you all that great stuff. I definitely think that can help because when you push these notifications without being annoying, it could make people check it out. I think I've mm-hmm. turned on some of the NBA playoffs because I've been like, Oh, it's actually a close game tonight. Cause some of those have been yeah. blowouts <laughs> Yeah, and I'll be like, right. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll yeah. check out the last three minutes or whatever. But if you can do that, it legitimizes, legitimizes, legitimizes stumbling over words. Legitimizes. <laughs> okay makes it legit to the people that are like slamming soccer all the time to say oh look apple wants me to watch this thing that's pretty cool and hopefully 2026 works out and helps push it even more but Mm -hmm. that's uh push notifications can be a thing um news stories you know all that kind of stuff so what we're hearing is apparently the league is close to a four-year deal with ESPN that would cover 23 to 25 regular season games. And under the framework of that deal, ESPN and Apple would alternate who broadcast MLS Cup over the next four years. So right now, uh, ESPN and Fox rotate mm-hmm. the World Cup. I mean, not World Cup, the, the MLS Cup. This time it would be Apple. So I think that's interesting because you could still have some big MLS Cup finals on ESPN then to try to grab people and then say, guess what? Next season, if you really like this, it's on Apple. And even then, that might be a free Apple thing, you know, because mm-hmm. some games are going to be free on Apple. Some games you're going to need Apple TV Plus if you're not a MLS subscriber. 
So you're going to be getting people that are just Apple Plus subs that don't have the MLS thing. You're going to have some people that just have Apple TV as itself, and they're going to get a little push notification that says, hey, this game's free right now. Check it out. That's what they do with the baseball stuff all the time. All the time, yeah. So you can get people like that and then say, once you're hooked, pay the $75 or $100 a season. (laughs) Yeah, then bite the bullet, please. Yeah. Because that's how you're going to have people be able to test it out. Is yeah, through it is. The free games, too. Like, you're going to have the free game of the week or the two free games of the week, and it's going to be one after the next. That's um, usually how MLE does it. So, And it, it really is. It, it was a way of, like, do I want the whole package? Because that's kind of cool to have all these teams playing. Um, and then just having easy access to it, I think that's another big thing because it's uh, – I feel like ESPN's interface is so hard to navigate at times, especially for MLS. You have to, like, dig deep unless it's, like – there's a really good game that's featured. Whereas Apple, I think, is going to have the ability. And that's another thing that I think a lot of people are talking about is the fact that because, and it kind of hinders uh, MLS some, and it, but it kind of benefits them in a way. Apple really only has that baseball Friday night thing. Um, and that's really it as far as sports are concerned. So then they're going to have MLS. And on top of their sports feed, it's basically just going to be soccer. So you'll be able to quickly find MLS games. I think that's going to be the difference between that. ESPN, you have to scroll down to like ESPN's like soccer page. You have to hit soccer ball and then hit MLS or hit the MLS logo. And you're like, God, where is it? It's so stupid. Um, so. Yeah, it's been great about Apple so far as I pull up Apple TV and it immediately says, hey, baseball game's on. And you just yeah. click it. You don't have to search for it. So <laughs> it's really right there. So right. hopefully that's the same thing with uh, – soccer they are in talks for sunday ticket right for the yeah they are for the nfl um, yeah for the nfl but i still think that guess what that's on sundays and guess what's not on sundays now yeah it's great yeah so they can seriously focus on mls on the wednesday saturday just some numbers espn plus has 22.3 million subs that's in the u.s it's not a worldwide service apple has 25 million subscribers uh so that's worldwide though so you're hoping that that does grow some but actually it's going to be in front of more eyes than the rest of those Mm -hmm. local broadcasts were on espn plus just not here's the thing they were always averaging like 200,000 viewers on ESPN and Fox. And those things are available in like a hundred million homes. Mm -hmm. So you needed to change something, right? Whatever was going on before wasn't working. So you have to take a gamble, see if it works. Now, Apple has Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso got a lot of people into soccer as well. Hopefully it makes people say, Hey, I like Ted Lasso. This game's free on apple tv plus right now let me try to see what the mls is about mm-hmm. and hopefully they try that out <clears throat> because right now if they're watching ted lasso and they want to check out the premier league they need nbc usa and peacock to be mm-hmm. able to watch all those games and if you're a cord cutter it's not really conceivable without paying out the butt how do i know because i'm a cord cutter and <laughs> not yeah. by choice really no but, but... <laughs> By preference now, really. But I mean, another huge thing too is that what a lot of people were excited about, especially in the UK, um, MLS is really growing over there. Um, mm-hmm. And the UK people are pumped about it being 
over there and not having any kind of restrictions in and around it because now they can just download it on their iPhone and everybody has an iPhone uh, except for AJ Tabora from um, <laughs> the final third podcast. <laughs> um, the only Android user I think left um, in existence. He's kind of like I know a lot of Android users. I do too, unfortunately. I'm like, what's But you wrong can with you? watch it on the browser. <clears throat> you can, yeah. Um, not very yeah, well, but you can do it. I don't know how good it is. Yeah. But... Um, no, it's, it's a hassle. It's a pain that, you know what, but... Um, but no, all joking aside, uh, and speaking of which, when I was in England, and I told you this, but I didn't tell them, um, there right. were a lot of MLS kits, man. Like, I was shocked. We went by a park, and there was a youth practice going on, and there's like, you know, in England, there's like six or seven of them going on at the same time, like next to each other in random parks in London. And I promise you, there were a ton of MLS kits. Atlanta uh, was a big one, which makes sense. Chris Smith is huge over there, probably. So that's probably why. Um, and then uh, there's a Minnesota United kit. I was very confused. It was the coach, too. I was like, I'm so confused. Like, how did you pick them? Like, what made you? Was it Adrian Heath? Adrian Heath. Heath. <laughs> was it? <laughs> was what you don't though? know, Logan, is that those were actually all of my kids. And oh, I gave them all of, of my kits. Wow, I didn't know you had a lot of kids in England. Um, Apparently so. No, yeah. But no, it was cool. It was really cool to see MLS stuff. Um, I actually wore my Orlando shirt, but nobody ever really commented on it. They were probably really confused. But um, Is it the one you're wearing now that says this is Orlando? Because they're no, like, this no, is, no, no, this, this is, is England. Yeah, this is England. <laughs> no, it was a, it's a different one. I don't think I've ever worn that one. I might have, but on here. But um, it's like a dry fit. But yeah, no, it, it was really cool to see MLS growing over there. Like I was shocked, uh, not so much about Atlanta because Atlanta, I think you, they probably just throw those on the rack somewhere and somebody goes, Oh yeah, that's a cool United States one. But the Minnesota one was really confusing to me. Like what, how, what made you decide that one was the one? Yeah. We'll be wrapping up the TV talk soon, but I just want to reiterate here. MLS receives right now, 60 to 65 million a year from mm -hmm. ESPN, Fox and Univision. If you add on top what they always broadcast it, right, was that the deal was like $90 million a year. That was including the $25 million that went to the U.S. Soccer Federation back when they were um, negotiated together through Soccer United Marketing. Mm -hmm. That's no longer the case. So going from $60, million to 60, 60 to $65 million a year to $250 million a year, plus whatever ESPN and Univision are going to pay, is a pretty big leap. Now, does it? Is it going to change the DP structure and all that stuff? Probably not right now. Uh, not right away, because they're gonna. I think the CBA ends in 2026. Mm -hmm. So there's a chance that you could halfway through this TV deal get some more signings. There's also, you know, the possibility of signing Messi, which is going to bring more eyeballs to Apple's pro uh, product as well there's some stuff that might help increase this. And apparently the way it's structured too, is it could be more than 250 million. If they go over a certain threshold of subscribers, mm. MLS is getting a cut of that <clears throat> money as well. So interesting to see how that works out. But I, I would think right now that's not going to happen at the start of this contract. You're hoping it happens after 2026. The Premier league is at 450 million a year. Now, that, uh, that, of course, is just in the U.S. for NBC. So, Premier League gets a lot more from other broadcasters. But if we're talking about U.S.-based, it's NBC, uh, Premier League, $450 million a year. MLS Apple, $250 a year. ESPN, 
La Liga, 175 million a year. That broke a record when ESPN signed that La Liga deal like two years yeah. ago, and it's already surpassed twice. Um, yeah, so I don't know. We'll see how it goes. This is something we won't really be able to judge until a few years in. Mm-hmm. There's probably going to be tech issues that first week and two. Two, you know, there's going to be probably like tech issues, not maybe on Apple's fault, but maybe on MLS broadcast like producing wise Mm -hmm. it's tough to it's tough to produce content um to that level so there's going to be hiccups there's going to be all this stuff but i'm hoping that year four or five we say this was great this Mm -hmm. is going awesome and i hope that's all we and guess what they don't have to worry about tv ratings right now they'll have to worry about whatever metrics apple is using but we (laughs) won't know that right Right. we won't know any of that because that stuff's never shared that's true We'll kind of be more blissfully unaware of that, I, I mm-hmm. think, than we than we typically would. All right, you ready to talk twenty twenty six host cities, Logan, or do you have anything else about the D? Oh wow, were the cities announced? I didn't even notice. <laughs> Sadly, yes. <laughs> yeah, they were. <laughs> it is both cry, I think. Yes, uh, just like the Dolphins, right? Dolphins, Cubs, just start naming my teams. Orlando, they all make me cry. The Cubs have been so bad. Awful, I don't know what's man. going on there. Yeah, awful. All right. Um, let's talk about uh, the opposite of the Cubs, a team that finished first in the World Cup qualifying Canada. Let's go over their host cities. They broke these up into Western, Eastern, and Central, mm-hmm. and they started in the West. And I have a theory of maybe why they started West. I have two theories. One, they wanted to save the New York reveal for last. I don't mm-hmm. know. Two, my other theory here, my main theory, is that groups A, B, and C that U.S., Mexico, Canada are in might be playing on that Western side. I think with them starting on the West, I don't, I don't know why else you wouldn't go East to West. I don't know. I think my thing was was I think they did it like this. This is probably the most obvious reason, and I think people just ignored it. Uh, Jonathan Osario spoke first, then Lozano, and then Kristen Pulisic. Yeah. So they had to go west, central, east. Because otherwise it would have gone to Christian, Lozano. Because he, why, why would talk, that matter? Why wouldn't they just they, so or, Well, Osario talked about Vancouver. So they were like, okay, well, let's do west coast first. Yeah, then, but I mean, why wouldn't they just flip that to be like, okay, well, Pulisic talks first now? I think because he stayed on later. Like, I don't know if you saw that part. Like, he stays on. Like, they had him stay after to talk more with, like, Stu. And uh, I okay. think it made sense for them to do it that way. I just think far. I honestly think it was a production thing. I don't think it had anything to do with East and West and maybe the groups. I mean, maybe it does. But One I, of like, the things I thought, too, is you read from left to right in most of the world. So maybe true. that. I don't know. But yeah. I was thinking time zone-wise. We start in the East. We go to the Central. We go to the West. Yeah. It you would know? make sense to put the U.S. in the West, though, because – Seattle, most, L.A. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. some pretty big games. They're big markets. You're going to sell a lot more tickets if the U.S. are in those stadiums. And those stadiums are massive if mm-hmm. you listen to the ones that they were talking about. And another reason why I think the West is more likely going to happen for the U.S., is that way the West Coast, East Coast, and Central can all watch them together. I don't think they're going to be that late, but I could see these games being at like 9 o'clock. 
well, we have to see how this actually works too, right? Like, mm-hmm. are they going to start off? Usually the host leads it off. So are all three of these teams going to have a game that first day? And if so, the West makes sense. And the reason I say that is because it's the only one out of those three central West and East that has a city in each of those countries. Uh, the true. central only had Mexico and us. The East only had Canada and the us and the West had a Canada city, a Mexico city, and I think you're right. a us yeah. city. So I I'm starting right. to think that yeah. that might be why plus with them having a later time zone, they can start yeah. the game later on those days. That's Which is why I'm the thinking. Super Bowl did well out there. It always does well on the West Coast because they can start it at like six, and it's a good time for everybody. Like they yeah, can, yeah. you know, like on the East Coast, if you're starting a game at, you know, seven, hell, it's four o'clock in the afternoon over in the West Coast, and they're going, yeah, "What yeah. the heck?" You know what I mean? Like they can't really. They'd have to put it at like nine o'clock so people on the West Coast could watch. But that makes sense now. You, I think you're right. You'd have to be right because they have to host, and that's the only. How did they not think about that? Like you did. But that that does make sense. I don't that, know. That's is, there's no Canadian. What I was thinking. There's no Canadian city unless they like they you know spread them, which I think would be strange. But hell, maybe they do. I don't know. Yeah, I don't really know how that's going to work. That's my theory right now. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, we'll see. But that is a really good theory. I it makes sense. <clears throat> Let me let me see if I know any information on this World Cup first. Uh, like, do they they probably don't even have dates yet for some of this stuff. Um, no, but I did read an, a, re- a really interesting rumor. Uh, it's one of the guys that I think his name's Manuel Bath. I forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On Twitter, um, he said there's been a lot of reports and rumors that Vancouver is going to host the draw, which I was like, that would make sense. Oh, and only say that because Vancouver is a beautiful city. Um, well, I say that because Mexico and U.S. have already hosted before, yes, and yeah. Canada hasn't. It's, so. And it's their first, so it's yeah. like, okay, you get to host it. And it does make sense. Vancouver is their best city. So uh, that, I was like, man, that's going to be cool. But, God, that region over there, I want to play. I want the U.S. to play in that region over there. I don't want to play over here. Like, I know that sucks for us because we want to go watch them, but. I'm assuming the finals either going to be in LA or or New York, and I say it's say New York be because it was the last. Well, New York was the last one announced. I don't know. It seems kind of odd. Yeah, but where are they, they went play? Toronto, Boston, Philly. <laughs> no, no, they're going to be at Meadowland. But yeah. what I was saying is like they start at what they start at North with Toronto. Yeah, went Boston, right? Philly, yeah. and it seemed like they're going east to east to. I mean north to south and then they skip all the way over that they skip all the way over that to uh go to miami and then go back up to new york it seems weird a lot of it was weird like i you you were in the car right watching it yeah i I wasn't watching i was listening so at the beginning they're they're idiots i don't know why they did this i guess because fifa is awful at production i don't know what was going on but like at the beginning jordan they they like it comes on, and if you're not aware, like some people were very aware of like who the cities were that were being that were bidding. But if you're just watching it like me, who weren't really aware of the cities that were involved in the pot, they were like throwing down names, and everybody's like, and people tweeted, they're like, uh, "Was that the reveal? Like, was that?" Because it goes now onto the cities for the World Cup, and then all of a sudden starts going yeah, all the cities, the and you're like, "They meant the cannons." They should but... have said that. So well, confused. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god." Thing. 
I knew that wasn't the case because I know how FIFA takes to do all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and it takes forever. That's true. To get to, I mean, look, Fox had this listed from 5 to 5.30. This thing went to like 5.45. Mm-hmm. Just for the announcements. And then they yeah. had interviews and stuff after that that I was like, I have to get the show ready. I can't even watch this right. stuff right now. So it, it was very reminiscent of the draw, right? For 2022, yes. where yes. it was, it's supposed to be a half hour and it took an hour and a half. Yeah. So kind of like the show. All right, let's go on. So we have Vancouver in the West, Toronto in the East for Canada. Edmonton was the one Canadian city left out and we kind of heard i heard rumblings of that before it was supposed to be like three three and ten mm-hmm. but to get another u.s city and they kind of took edmonton out um and that seemingly is is what happened in the west we have seattle san francisco la for usa this is just the u.s ones seattle san fran la it is sofi and not rose bowl both of them were up for it they went with SoFi. Glad it's SoFi. I hate Rose Bowl. Never been. I have no idea. Never been, but it's an ugly stadium. <laughs> I don't like it. Like it's got the history. SoFi is so much prettier. It hosted. Yeah, I think it hosted the final in ninety. Yeah. Um, I think it'll fit less in SoFi. It will. Yes. Yep. But it's state of the art, right? Mm-hmm. In the central, now this is baffling. All right, we got Kansas City. <laughs> this is at Arrowhead, by the way. We got Dallas and Houston. And Atlanta is central. When they said that, I was like, did I hear that right? <laughs> this is an eastern city. You know what it made me think? Here's was my theory here, is that they wanted another eastern city. Yes. So they moved Atlanta central. Yes. That's all I could think. Because when you look at the geography of it too, it's awful geography. They're like, "Oh, this is." Central. I'm looking at the map. It's so and far it looks away. It's closer to the east than it, it looks is. closer to the west. I mean, to the central. Well, because it's like it's actually closer on the east coast than Miami is. Like, if you're gonna do that, then might as well throw Miami into the central. Like, like I mean, why? Not really, Miami's like Miami's all the way the down wall. the Panhandle. Like, as far as the east coast. Like, I'm just saying, as far as east coast. Like. Atlanta is closer to the East Coast cities they were talking about than it is than I Miami is to the East Coast. Look at the map here because Atlanta is like Western Georgia. Yeah, but it, it's <laughs> it's not like I don't know. Every time you say Atlanta, they're gonna go, "Oh, yeah, that's in the East Coast." You're yeah, not gonna yeah, say definitely. that's in the Central. That's in they're the Midwest. Eastern Conference. <laughs> yeah, it should have been Nashville. I don't even know why Atlanta got it because Blank wrote a big check. A blank check. Uh, So (laughs) so they have no Nashville, no Cincy, no Chicago. I'm sorry, Houston, but like, why Houston? Like, was there like, I mean, I get where they're going to play Texans, but like, oof. Is that covered too? Yeah, it is. But that city is just not a good host city. What happened to, like, I guess Austin doesn't really have somewhere where you could play. Mm Mm-mm. I mean, Austin's close enough to Dallas, I think. So yeah, yeah. I don't know what to make of the Central. Uh, to Texas, it seems a little overdone, right? Mm-hmm. Would have loved to have a Chicago or Cincy to kind of spread it out. But uh, I mean, if you look at a map for these things, it's like way west, very central, way east. Like, yeah. There, and and for the east, almost all north. Like there's mm-hmm. barely any. It's a V. 
barely anything. Yeah. Even the central teams are like midway and down. Like there are no northern cities in the in the central. Yeah, it is weird. Like there's none of the Midwest northern belt that I thought at least would get something. I thought Chicago or Cincy would be, yes. be getting one. I thought Chicago for sure. Like I like the headquarters pick, of U.S. soccer. Right. <laughs> you're gonna pick, you're gonna you're gonna pick L.A. and Atlanta and New York City, and you're gonna completely ignore the fact that Chicago even exists. Like I don't. That's a it's a huge city. It's such a big soccer city too. It's a huge Mexican it. market too. Right? Ton, it's yeah. huge for the Mexicans there. And if you're gonna freaking make the Atlanta people travel, why not make the Chicago people? I mean, should have just thrown the central into like this weird like and then we can put that's where mexico can play because it's close enough to texas they have the chicago market like why not just i think is it modern no they didn't get a central type mexican city did they uh yeah they got mexico city and monterey oh, that's right so they could have done that then what we have is in the east for usa is boston mm. which some people were shocked by but really the craft this is like the blank thing, right? The craft yes, money yeah. was was flowing. He was like, "Have you ever tried craft mac and cheese?" Right. Or have you ever shaved with Gillette? <laughs> the best a man can get. Right. Uh, we got Philadelphia, which I thought was a lock, and yeah, it was. Yeah. New York and Miami. No Baltimore, Washington D.C. Now remember that was a joint one some people are like well of course they wouldn't choose dc there was a uh, fedex field sucks but they joined together because washington realized how much fedex field sucked and so the option was mnt yeah. for games and events in dc yeah and this will be i think the first one ever that doesn't have any sort of game or event in the, capital. the nation's capital yeah did you see my tweet i tweeted at the uh, Elia's our house. And I said, "Well, most people in the most people in the United States thinks that NYC is this is the nation's capital. They think it's the world's capital. They do, really do. But I love that Philly has one. I I kind of want. Close. I, I want the U.S. go there. I want the U.S. to go there because I'm like, if I'm going to go to a city out of all these cities, I don't want to go to New York. I definitely want to go to Jersey. Don't want to go to Boston for that chaos." Plus, that's going to be an awful drive to that stadium. I don't know if people know the geography of, of Gillette, but it's not good. Um, and then Miami, like that stadium that is in the middle of a neighborhood, like that is it's going to get ugly. That city is going to be oof. Um, so I might be coming up there, Jordan, to see a World Cup game in Philly because I'm not out of those three cities. Mm-mm. You should. We could all go together. I think Philly's the place. I like. I was looking at these cities. I'm like, if I'm gonna go, I'm going to Philadelphia. Plus, so. it's like, I, I, I'm guessing Stay they're getting rich. around it by it being the first capital of <laughs> yeah. the U.S. Like, is that their workaround here? <laughs> right. It they once even was. like mentioned that they on do. the show. They were yeah. like, well, it was the first capital. It's like, okay, I see what you're doing. Right, like you're, you're done. You're just trying to get around that um but out of all these stadiums in the u.s though jordan like the only one i would say is even close to being soccer specific is miami like miami's football stadium actually does it it should be a it looks very similar to a soccer stadium and the it's very small like it's like i don't know how to explain the field dimensions very small so i think that one out of all of them 
Like, because I'm assuming they're playing Philadelphia. They're playing at, is it called CenturyLink? No, Philly would be uh, Lincoln Financial. Lincoln Financial. Because Arrowhead, I've heard really bad things about Arrowhead. These stadium names are awful, aren't they? Yeah. Arrowhead's the best because it has something to do with it. Yeah, it's M&T Bank for Baltimore and uh, Lincoln Financial and uh, CenturyLink. Mercedes-Benz. Mercedes-Benz. They're all terrible names. NRG, right? Isn't that Houston's or something? Yeah, NRG, yeah. Uh, Levi Levi Stadium in San Francisco. What is Dallas's? Dallas. Oh, that's... uh, Yeah, the big... Yeah. Jerry Jones's house. Yeah, they're, they're going to go ahead and just say that this is uh, not breaking tradition and say that this, well, it, it was the first, the first capital. Um, so we still have had a game in a capital. <laughs> but what they could also look at this as is this is a three country bid. Mm-hmm. So they can say Mexico City. We're in Mexico City. Toronto, the capital? What's the capital of uh, Canada? I thought it was Quebec. Well, that's a state, right? Or no, I, they, no dude, Quebec's I have no city, idea. Right? Right. I have no idea what they are. They're well, districts. Toronto's the capital of Ontario. Hey, <laughs> hey. Does Canada have a capital? Yeah, that's a theory. <laughs> uh, Our Canadian listeners going, oh, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> US they know nothing about Canada. Their capital's Ottawa. All right, so, so Mexico, I think, might be the only... Is Mexico City the capital? I want to verify that now. <laughs> I don't want to be wrong on that. Too. It's Mexico City. So yeah. you can say that they still had it. They'll say, well, we had That's it true. in the first capital of the U.S., and we also had it in, in the last City. capital of Mexico City. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a win-win. But I am, I, I really am, I'm shocked that they don't have one in D.C. and Baltimore. Like, I'm just, like, I'm flabbergasted. I'm like, not. I'm, I'm really not. When, when it's a joint bid like that. Uh, now, what we've heard, I've heard this by somebody. I think it was David Goss on MLS Today. Somebody said this. If your city is one of these finalists and not selected, they sometimes become training grounds, and they also sometimes have friendlies before the tournament. Oh, okay. I'd be fine with that. Yeah, it'd be cheaper tickets, too. <laughs> yeah, you know the World Cup's going to be so expensive. No, they, and they, well, no, because friendlies are cheap. <laughs> No, I meant uh, just no, the I meant, no, I meant like I was saying it's Oh, yeah. Friendlies are expensive too. Yeah, you're right. Friendlies aren't expensive at all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's Lumen Field for Seattle now as well. Sorry. I, we kept saying CenturyLink. Oh, that's no, I was calling Philadelphia CenturyLink. I no, I why. said CenturyLink for oh. Seattle and Hard Rock Stadium. These names are awful. Can we go back to having like really good stadium names? Hey, I'm all for Landshark. So it used to be the Dolphins. Sounded so much cooler for dolphins. Just land it does, shark, doesn't it? Yeah, like land sharks cooler. Like the banks cooler. Like call it. Like call it what it, they used to be called. Levi Stadium sounds awful. It makes it sounds the most American. Should be Candlestick, right? Yeah, Candlestick's way cooler. SoFi's a stupid name too. They should be like Crypto Bank. Jordan <laughs> yeah. likes Crypto. Crypto Bank, where the. Uh um yeah that's brutal all right let's go ahead and let's move on from the world cup are we good to move on from the cities yeah let's do it nations league usa beat granada 5-0 fiera hits four (laughs) goals 
Then they draw with El Salvador on a very messy pitch. Can we learn anything from that game, Logan? Uh, I kind of took the stance of not much could be learned from that game. It's a messy field. Just kind of don't get injured and see you next time. But I did learn one thing, at least, I think. Uh, I, I I did. Like, Yunus Musa, no matter what the conditions are, he was by far the best player in this window. And, it, and we've kind of been waiting for this moment, I think, right? Uh, he does things on a soccer pitch. And I know the allocation disorder guys were talking about it. I was listening to, uh, I think it was, they want to say it was MLS guys, maybe not. Um, but they were talking about the fact that he just looked, on a totally different level that he made, it was allocation. Um, it was Sam and him, but they were talking about how the fact that he made everybody around him look like Weston McKinney usually does. And that's scary because if you get him, Eunice Musa and Weston McKinney operating in that midfield like that, uh, you really, I mean, honestly, Sebastian Ferrer could, uh, or sorry, Jesus Ferrer could uh, really take this team to the next level because he's not going to need much service because they're going to provide it for him. Um, could you imagine that though? Like if Yunus Musa becomes who we think he's going to become, or at least flashes of that throughout world cup. And then you throw in Weston McKinney healthy along with Tyler Adams and that back and like kind of that central defensive mid position along with Kristen Pulisic, Timmy Weah and Jesus like that. I mean, that's a solid front. And if you can get some goals in, if we're, or if we can find a nine that becomes more successful, I still like your, um, your, uh, what am I trying to say? Your idea of throwing Timmy up front, um, because I think yeah. Timmy way, like I get it, he doesn't play that much, but he doesn't like playing it. Yeah, but like, could he could he not play a holding spot? Like, could he not play like a false nine? Like, I feel like he'd be perfect in like a false nine kind of thing with Pulisic or maybe Brendan Aronson in beside him or a Gio Reyna. Like, I feel like he would be excellent. I only like nine. real nines. All right. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. But I'm like, over the false nine. I know, but like, we don't nine. have a nine, though. Like, we have to have Wayne a false can nine. can be a nine. I don't know. You... can be a nine. I don't know. He's better at holding up position. Like, I don't know. I think our wingers are going to score a lot of goals. So, that's the hope. Maybe we'll CP10 see. can play striker. I don't know. Please, no. That'd be awful. Just try it. All right. Uh, what did you uh, learn besides learned, the fact that they have really awful irrigation systems and shit? Now? Horvath is out as third keeper. He's that makes done. sense. Yeah, he's done. I know that was a tough game, uh, stuff like that. But he's not playing consistently at Nottingham. They're talking about moving their goalkeeper. You're like, oh, maybe he'll get a spot. But now Nottingham's linked to signing like Dean a Henderson. Manchester United, right? Yeah, goalkeeper. Dean Henderson. Yeah. So. He's not going to play. So I guess you could bring him as a third goalkeeper, but if he had to play and he looked frozen like he did on that cross that maybe was a shot that scored the goal, I don't know. That seems like that's unfortunate. He played very well in the Nations League final last year, but other than that, he hasn't really been impressive. Sean Johnson Mm -hmm. is probably the third goalkeeper is what I would think. And he's consistent. Like he's he's yeah. one of the top goalkeepers. Has he like not let in a goal? Yes, with NYCFC, he's been excellent. Like, and I think he's been very underrated just because there's so many good goalkeepers in uh, MLS. Because if you get Turner, you think about Turner. Uh, I would say Andre Blake, Galese, Gaga, 
like those are really good goalkeepers and starting for, I mean, Gaga's young, like eventually he'll become challenge for Stefan. And I don't think Turner will be around much after that, but I mean, we got options and I honestly, like you said, I feel much better with Sean Johnson there. Like I feel much better with him in goal veteran presence. He's done it before. He just seems like he's got that attitude too, where he's just like, you're not going to score. So good shot stopper. Agree. I'm just looking to see if I can find. Does FB Ref have like national stats? I don't think they do. No, not really. That's why I'm trying to find where I can go for those. Even the U.S. website doesn't have great stats. Transfer Market usually has good and international. I think. That's a good. That's a good shout. Another name you have in the notes. I can talk about this. Some. Uh, I agree. Haji is not. I don't think in the hunt for the number nine, he looked pretty awful. He kind of digressed like from that first game where he made a couple of good runs to all of a sudden he just looked so completely lost. I think there's times where he just doesn't get positioning. Whereas Jesus does. So I see Haji out now. Like, I got It's so frustrating. This is going to be really annoying, isn't it? Trying to find yeah. a nine. Like, some Morgan. people say you didn't get enough chances. But you're uh, as a nine, you create your chances. Yeah, but I mean, also like just like game wise, like <laughs> enough games. Yeah, I think that's uh, that might be true because I, I feel like maybe he would do just as well as Farah in that Granada game, but we'll never really know. I guess so. I don't know. I, I do think he's now Burhalter said he is not ruled out, but I think he's going to have to score a lot of goals. But here's the thing. I, I don't see Josh Sargent scoring a lot next year. I don't see Pepe scoring a lot next, like this season. I think Haji Wright still has a very good chance to make it. If those players just don't perform because who else is really nipping at his heels to get a call. We're, we're most likely getting five subs this year and, 26 man squads from what the international football rules association voted for this year. So that's probably going to take effect in the world cup as well. So that that's something. I still think we're, we're, there's one person on the outside looking in that I think has the best chance of being better. If he can stay healthy, I still think DK is still, like if I had to t- if I had to sit down right now and say, okay, who's going to come out of this and emerge into maybe a camp or like getting into the starting roster? I was like, I still think DK has the ability, especially playing championship. He was good in championship. I think if he stays healthy, he's got that ability because he gets goals that a lot of them don't because he's so big and he's so physical in the box. I think he gets on the end of more than some of these other guys. I think he's more of the natural nine than some of these other guys are. I, that's who I would pick. Like, I, if if I was going to say somebody to come out of this, ultimately on top, I think it's him because I do think, out of those guys, I think he's the most talented and the most upside. I think he eventually does become the nine, but I think it's going to take some time and him. It's really about him staying healthy at this point because it seems to be that's his Achilles' heel. Because other than that, once he gets on a roll, like he did with Orlando last year to end the season, like he he's a very good striker. I think it's just. Can he stay healthy? 
And that's a big if for a lot of our guys, which is scary. So from the stats, if I'm reading this right, Sean Johnson's given up one goal in his mm-hmm. appearances. Yeah, that's the US. Right. Yeah. That was in his first game in twenty eleven. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh he didn't play a lot, but I mean that's still pretty good stat wise. Okay. Um not many games left to the World Cup. I think they have like two camps left or something like that. Yeah. Uh, how overall, how are you feeling? I think we kind of talked about this a little bit uh, earlier today with each other. Really good. Uh, this is probably the most confident I felt in this team as far as, especially group going into the group because of how bad England's been. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I really liked it. I think the group, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, because I didn't watch the whole game back. I watched the, uh, lot of the highlights for el salvador this team's starting to play with more grit too like it seems like they're getting a little bit more chippy and i and i like that too because i think and you and i talked about this this is what we're talking earlier today is that i think the u.s is more suited for the european style because i think they've got guys that one they play there and two i think they're much more suited just because of their abilities like i think pulsic is much more uh uh conca than the rest of them but other than that i mean you got guys that are very finesse I think, I mean, as big as Yunus Musa is as a kid, like I still think he plays very much like he's plays a lot better when he can go forward and just kind of create with his feet and not have these guys slide in and taking him out. Uh, I think that's also the case with Weston. I think he's much better in a kind of a Syria uh, uh, kind of situation. Tyler Adams would probably be more physical than most in, you know, playing against a Wales or England. Um, but right now, Jordan, I mean, I feel like ultimately – like, you know, this is crazy, but uh, I really do think that we're borderline could finish top of the group because of how bad England's been. Like, I, I think that's right now looking at how bad they have been defensively. It, the U.S. does not give up goals a lot. And offensively. So, yeah. They have have not scored a goal from, right. um, from <clears throat> like, from play. play. Yeah. Yeah. In the Nations League. Right. Uh, England. And their defense is just waiting to collapse. Like, uh, Harry Maguire. Four nothing to Hungary. <laughs> Just absolutely five nothing. Awful. Wasn't it five nothing? That was four nothing. It may have been four nothing. I don't know. I think it was, it was bad. It was really bad. <laughs> um, but no, like seriously, I mean, it, I'm starting to think that maybe is it is it Iraq that's in our group? Iran. Iran. Sorry. Um, they might be our biggest challenge right now. Uh, just because I mean, England, you can never sleep on them because they could have a good. Wales will also. be tough. I, Wales, I do think Wales, Wales will is be tough. good, but I do think the U.S. has more talent across the board. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I, this is the most – is this not the most comfortable that you've ever felt in this group, though? Like, in this group, when we drew it, I'm kind of like, oh, God, if we get, like, the Ukraine playing against us who, have, you know, are coming off of this, like, inspired play. Right. No, I, I, I do agree. I think uh, we kind of talked about it. I just feel like we play to the level of the opponent sometimes. You know, against Granada, it took a bit to get going. Right. Um, once we did, El Salvador. Once yeah. we did it, 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 it went fine. But Uruguay, I thought we looked okay against them. I, we, we beat Morocco pretty well, but so maybe not always playing to the level of the opponent, but I do feel like I feel better. And that's why I feel like we can't always take qualification into account, right? Mm-hmm. Qualification. It's just <clears throat> get the job done, get there. But if we're playing to the level of our opponent, you know, we end up having to 
try to overcome that a bit more. And uh, we start, I, I, I will say, I don't know. Did you see the highlight of the Areola red card? Because yes. I think that's clearly a red. I, yeah. I, I, I see so many people have told me it's not a red and I've read <clears> it's <throat> not a red, but it studs up. It's high boot. I have no problem with it being a red. I mean, I don't know what else <laughs> people are acting like if VAR was there, it would have been overturned. But I, I mean, to me, it was a pretty clear red. I had no problem with the call. We just got to stay away from that, right? We can get chippy mm-hmm. and we were giving it back, but sometimes we were getting a little too chippy at times where I was like, turn it back some, keep your head. Cause I thought once we went down a man and we're down a goal, I thought it was over. I, I was yeah. like, all right, we lost this one, whatever conditions suck but we came back and tied it up i also think maybe jordan morris is not going to make the team and he did score that goal but he just hasn't looked himself since the acl no uh just he's not as fast and i think that was one of the biggest things he had he had going for him so i'm not sure he makes the team yeah it'll be interesting Uh, i mean you're looking at it i think a clear-cut favorite to come off the bench probably one of your first ones is brendan so Depending on what, what I would assume is happens. Brendan on the bench in game one, Brendan start game two, Brendan yep. on the bench game three. That's yep. kind of what I'm seeing is how I would do it. And you know who I've liked, I mean, not winger as far, but Luca De La Torre, I think has made a pretty good case yes. as to why he belongs more so than Rodon. Rodon. Like, like I, oh, I yeah. don't see, I don't see anybody in the midfield as far as backing those guys up better than what um, Luca's done. So I mean, I think Luka he's a may lock. start. Yeah. He's so he solid. Start. Like, he's so, like, he knows what's going on. It feels like no situation's ever too big for him. It's kind of like Brendan. Like, Brendan's very similar. Like, Brendan is very, like, he doesn't care how big the stage is for him. And, yeah, he's not as creative as some of the other guys, but he's sure the hell is going to fight for you. Like, he's going to come out I feel very there. good about the midfield, Logan. I, I mean, yeah. this is a part that we are kind of worried about, right? So now we have – Acosta is like the fourth option right. Uh, right during this thing. We've been having Brendan fill in in that mm-hmm. spot. We've had Luca Della Torre fill in for McKenney. We had McKenney coming back from injury. We still have Reyna to come right. back from injury and probably play on a wing. Like if he's healthy, Th- this is the kind of stuff that I think the midfield and front, I wouldn't say three, I'd say front two, mm-hmm. like the wingers feeling pretty good about them. It's the nine. It's the goalkeeper. And the center back staying healthy. Uh, yes. <clears throat> Zim is, was injured for the last game. Yeah. Um, Aaron Long's been hurt. Miles Robinson's say, hurt. Yeah. John uh, Anthony Brooks is going to get called in. Like, I just feel it in my I'd bones. Be, I would be fine with that. Like, I, I feel like something is going to happen enough because I'm thinking, like, Miles. I have a 26-man squad, most likely. Right. Like, there's no reason to leave him. Right. I'm thinking Miles, there's a good chance he might not be ready. Like I don't it, think, yeah, I think he's going to be hurt too much. Yeah. I don't think he's making it. Chris like, Richards, maybe, but yeah. he's been injured. And he's not been, yeah, he's always hurt. Um, so I'm thinking between those two, I'm like, I really do think that John Anthony Brooks will at least be there on the reserves team that they could kind of pull from. But, like, I, I do. I'm starting to think, man, there, there's not many options. And, God, if they bring Tim Ream. All right. <laughs> uh, I don't think Tim Ream's making it. I think he okay. moved on. So I don't think we have to worry about that. Okay, uh, let's just uh, – also, we're going to be World Cup coverage. We're going to have group previews as we get closer. We're probably going to have USMT post-game recaps, maybe live spaces or live video. We'll see where we go with that. 
we haven't done a space yet. I feel like we'd have to test it out before before we do right. that. Maybe live... Matt will listen to the show then yeah. too. A live <laughs> stream of the first game sounds like a good idea. That'd be fun. But yeah, it would have to be the Black Friday game, I think. Yeah. Because I work during the first. That's what game. I meant. The Black Friday game, whatever that yeah, game yeah, is. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was the first one. That's the second one. England. Oh, Wales uh, is okay. the let's get to some mls news we had ronnie dahlia leaving nycfc joining standard liege nick cushing is named the interim coach thoughts on nycfc losing their coach midway through the season really freaking strange um good for him i guess standard liege hasn't been very good where are they playing in they're playing in uh belgium belgium that's right we a beer shot in them i don't know like it must have been really enticing. Uh, I have no idea. Like, it, it's very strange that a person in the top of the league and probably the best team right now in MLS would change mid-year. Like, I don't, I don't get that. I don't understand. Like, that doesn't doesn't add up. It makes no sense well, to me. I think Jesse did it too. It's kind of the only time they can, right? Because I get that's true because they're gonna of have the yeah. because of the calendar. Yep, they can right. make the jump in January, but they're gonna be left with whatever teams are. That's firing true. I never. I totally forgot we're on different times. But right. but weird. You know, most people would be like, "Well, why there?" Right? I mean, I think they're a team that consistently is in the Champions League, Europa mm-hmm. leagues. So he's gonna have a chance here, kind of like a Patrick Vieira, to go somewhere, hopefully make an impact, and maybe move to a different club after that. It's what I assume is going to be the goal here. Um, is we'll he see. Belgian? He's not Belgian, is he? Oh, that's a good question. I actually don't know what his nationality is. Norwegian. Norwegian, okay. Because I knew he wasn't from here because he's got the accent. Yeah, standard liege is... It's definitely Belgian. Consistently... Yeah. Winning the league. Uh, well, no. No, not really. They haven't won the league since 2009. Yeah, They've been they runner-up. Mm-hmm. 6, 11, 13, I mean, 14, 18. So they're a top-tier team, that's why. Yeah. yeah. They win the cup a lot, it seems like. They'll, they'll have some... He's definitely advances. getting more money, too. They were a quarter-finalist in Europa League in 2010. If he can do something impressive with them... He'll be able to make a jump to like a lower Germany team, something like that. Championship. Championship. Make yeah. a make a jump. Next okay. Chialini is leaving Juve for LAFC. Can LAFC get a lot out of Chialini at his age, Logan? No. Um <laughs> I think like it, uh, he's a good MLS player, but I, I just don't think it's going to be anything that was spectacular. I think this was just one of those pieces. Thirty-seven they, turning yeah. thirty-eight in August. I think it's just one of those pieces that they think they need. You know what I mean? Like they're a really good team, but I just think that they've got. They're they're looking at their roster now, and going all right. Where do we kind of need some depth in case something were to happen? I think that's really a spot they need depth in. So, yeah, no, I like he's going to be decent, but man, that's a that's a ripe old age of thirty-seven. That's not. Uh, yeah, it never seems to work. What I'll say is I like it. And the reason I like Dude. it is LAFC's top of the West. Yeah. They're adding this piece that doesn't they don't need, but might be able to help them. He's got a winner mentality. This might be enough to help get them 
some sort of trophy, supporters, shield, or MLS Cup, which is what they would mostly hope for, right? Like the fact that it's – that's why I don't really see it as like a stunt hire, right? Like a stunt mm. transfer is because they don't really need it, but it could help them depth-wise, like you said, and help them maybe make a run if anything were to happen. Uh, Gaga Slonina was linked to Real Madrid. He's now linked to Chelsea. It sounds like it might be Chelsea. Mm-hmm. As a Chelsea fan, I'm not a fan of this. I don't want him joining the lone army. What are your thoughts, Logan? Hate it. Uh, they've got a really good goalkeeper. Um, what are we just going to be a bunch of backups? Like I'm so tired of the. Like I get it. He's going to get be paid a lot. Out. He'll be alone. <clears throat> There's no way he's going to be but, a backup. I mean, even then, like where where is he going to go? Like lower prem or like not usually, but like maybe championship. Like I could see him ending up at one of those teams. I don't know. Like, I just don't like the – I wish they would do another step before they go to the big step. You know what I mean? Like, I get, like, that's enticing because he's always – but, I mean, seriously, Jordan, look at your lone army, though. None of your guys that come Miaska. back. None of them come back. Like, they just end up not being anything, and they go – they're better somewhere else. <laughs> like, they just leave. And then Chelsea never retains any of the lone army. They just loan them out and go, okay, yeah, that was fun. They just flip them for profit. They do. they do. But again, like it's no good for him. What is this kid? 19. So 18, I think. Is he 18? I don't like it just because I know he's probably the next coming thing. I mean, 18. I feel like, well, we, we really peg him as being probably the next big thing for the U S as far as keepers so far. So I like hey, the Real Madrid more than I like the Chelsea move. If they loan him out, for a year or two, and then he actually does get a chance to start for Chelsea. That'd be a good move, but over Edward Mendy, though, like I just don't see it. They might sell him for more money. I don't Maybe. know. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Depends other thing too. How much the ownership? Actually yeah, the, the ownership really. They're, they're American, right? Let's look at the action from the MLS week that was. There was just a few games. Uh, Saturday, June eleventh, we had Nashville. San Jose at nil-nil. Charlotte beat the Red Bulls 2-0 on June 11th as well. Sporting Kansas City lose to the Revs on Sunday the 12th, 2-1. Seattle beat Vancouver 4-0 on the 14th. That game took place at the same time as the U.S. game. That was stupid. And then uh, Wednesday, we had the Revs in Orlando who split 1-1. Just a reminder, Seattle's in seventh place now. They're moving on up. <laughs> we'll talk about them in a little bit. But NYCFC sit top of the East. Philly, then Montreal, then the Red Bulls. Orlando have dropped out of the top four. They're in fifth. New England has climbed up to six. And Charlotte are in seventh. Cincinnati, who was at one point in like fifth, are down to eighth. Miami's in ninth. The Crews in tenth. Atlanta in 11th. Toronto in 12th. DC in 13th and Chicago uh, no world cup hosting bid and uh, not moving up from 14th. Then we have on the Western side, LAFC first place, Dallas, Salt Lake, Austin, then in fifth galaxy, Nashville, Seattle eighth onwards is Houston, Minnesota, Rapids, Vancouver, Portland, San Jose and sporting. 
Kansas City. Anything about the table before we go to our match of the week preview? Um, I guess Orlando's stock falling quickly. Um, and it doesn't sound like there's going to be much reprieve there. Falling um, and it can't get up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm very interested in how the seven and eight spots going to shake out in the East. Can they get over the MAR firing over in Charlotte and whatever's going on? Yeah, what was there? your thoughts on that since you were gone? Um, really awful way of handling everything. Um, and that's kind of been Charlotte's like, uh, their calling, right? Their calling card has been, uh, let's just not handle anything correctly. Um, let's start with the fact that like their operations management, their director of scouting and stuff have all been fired before the season well, even started. That was did strange. You see Christian Fuchs, uh, interview. No, I didn't see that in his press. He was like, pretty much like, thank God MAR is gone. He was really? like, he didn't believe in it. It was pretty much like he felt like some of the, it, he rubbed some of the players wrong by saying he didn't have any belief that they could accomplish anything, you know, with his comments. So I, I'm guessing that's why they did it. Mm-hmm. But interesting hearing that from a player. Yeah. So, I mean, just, but uh, it just seems like there's some weird, weird stuff, some mojo going around the, the Charlotte uh, office right now. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to kind of see what happens with MAR and, and what goes on in the future with Charlotte, just because, I mean, they played really well. I'll give them that for an expansion team. I, I thought they played extremely well, but there's going to be, you know, I think Cincinnati's going to be chasing them all season. So it'll be interesting to kind of see how that shakes out. Yep. But other than all that, right, let's go mm-hmm. to our match of the week preview. You ready? Yeah. It's time for the match of the week preview. Match of the week preview is where we preview the matches of the week, of course, and we tell you which one you should watch. And this week, Logan, we have a full slate again. Isn't that fun? Uh, I'm going to go through the list of games here, and then we're going to each pick a game. I've already got mine listed, which means you can't steal that one. Um, (laughs) Saturday, June 18th is Seattle LAFC on ABC at 3 o'clock. LA Galaxy versus Portland on ESPN at 5. New York Red Bull versus Toronto at 7 o'clock. Columbus versus Charlotte at 7.30. Montreal and Austin at 7.30. Orlando and Houston at 7.30. Philadelphia Union versus Cincinnati at 7.30. Chicago, D.C. United at 8 o'clock on Unimas TUDN and Twitter. Uh, Glad I won't have to say that mouthful uh, next year. Dallas, Mm -hmm. Vancouver at 9 o'clock. And Salt Lake, RSL versus San Jose at 9.30 on Saturday. On Sunday, we have Atlanta-Miami at 3 o'clock. That's on ESPN2. New England, 5 o'clock, hosting Minnesota. NYCFC versus Colorado at 5 o'clock. And on FS1, Nashville and SKC. So I will go first, and I picked, of course, the big one, Seattle versus LAFC. Seattle only has one loss in their last five, Logan, which was to the Rapids. LAFC have three losses in their last five, one of those to the Rapids. And LAFC sit top of the West, and Seattle need to start climbing the table, and they have started climbing the table. Like I mentioned, they're in seventh place right now in the West. They still have a game in hand to LAFC. They have two games in hand of Nashville and RSL. This is the time of year it is to make a push, and they usually do. Head-to-head matchups, it's pretty even. 
Seattle's won five, LA has won six, and they've drawn twice. It's a pretty big matchup. What about you? Yes, I'm going to go Montreal versus Austin. Have not played ever because Austin's first year was last year, and they had that weird schedule where they didn't get to play each other a whole lot on the east and west side. So first time that they will be seeing each other. Um, Austin kind of struggling here early – or sorry, midway through the season – um, three out of the last five they've lost. They've dropped three of the last five. They were um, in second, they're in fourth. Yeah, uh, really starting to drop uh, in a West, Jordan, that I think is getting a little scary and hairy, right? I mean, you're getting a lot of guys coming up through the bottom of the that bottom of the uh, playoff bracket, I guess, uh, as you would call it. Houston, uh, Minnesota, Colorado, Vancouver, all kind of sniffing around at that bottom of the of the playoff bracket. If you're Austin, you really don't want to slip down any further just because you're in a nice spot right now. You've got Galaxy and Nashville in right behind you. Home you want that home game. playoff spot. Yeah. Could you imagine bringing a home playoff game into that stadium? Um, and you really want a home game uh, playing there. But this one's in Montreal. They'll get to go to Montreal. So that'll be interesting for Austin fans, I think. Just to always, I think it's always more fun to see a venue you're not used to seeing. Um, but playing against Montreal now, Montreal I think should be missing Mihailovic because I think he's still on the mend um, from yeah, his I think so. injury issues. Um, so I guess that's kind of something to watch to see if if Montreal can kind of lead the charge without uh, Jordy. We've kind of talked about this, Jordan. If he ever went down, what does it mean for them? It's kind of like the Hani Mukhtar situation. Can Montreal play well without uh, their leading talisman? And I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, but. Um, I like this matchup three and four, three in the East, four in the West. So I feel like this is a pretty even matchup. This is a pretty great week. I think for mm-hmm. some of these matchups, if I just had to shout out any more battle of the bottom, you got Chicago, DC, right? <laughs> yeah. LA Portland's pretty fun. Portland needs to show some sort of life. They have lost three straight. Um, and then of course, Atlanta, Miami, it's going to be pretty interesting, but those are, are definitely it. We have Open Cup next Tuesday as well, the 21st. L.A. versus Sacramento. We'll talk about that, I guess, Monday as we get ready. And uh, I'll be soon getting ready to head out of here on Tuesday. I'm going to be leaving work early. I'm going to be flying to Salt Lake City. Hmm. And I'm going to be seeing the Columbus Crew versus RSL. Uh, I'm going to be sitting like mid-field, too. It's going to be pretty good. Uh, but we'll probably talk about that in the coming weeks uh, once that game's over as well. That's a 10 o'clock Eastern kickoff, but I'll be on <laughs> mountain time then. So it'll be eight o'clock for me. Uh, maybe I'll be watching some of these games uh, on my you know, ESPN app or whatever while I'm there. I'm going to have a lot of downtime there. It's not like a vacation vacation. My wife's going to be doing all this other stuff. <laughs> so uh, for when I'm by myself, uh, the plan is probably gonna be podcasting going on a night drive going on a night drive catch some pokemon <laughs> get some food i heard they have a i've heard good things about raising canes and apparently they have a new one in salt lake so i'm gonna check that out i think that'll be fun it'd be cold but it'll be fun yeah i don't know what cold is for you though so uh you think it's gonna be cold over there it's in the mountains. It'll drop at night. Hell yes. <laughs> I think uh, let freeze. me check. I'm, I'm going to check their temperature right now. It's 97 degrees right now in Salt Lake. So you'd be cold. <laughs> and it's going to be <laughs> it's gonna be 76 at 1 a.m. I don't know. I think Salt Lake might be okay. Okay. The day we get there, it's going to be 92 degrees. Oh, yeah, that's right. Joy said it's all in the 90s when we're there. 
Oh, so then you won't be cold. You'll be hot. I'll be really hot. You'll be roasting. <laughs> be like Florida all over again. Because I'm also going to be more southern, you know, than like right now I'm That's in the true. east. I'm in the northeast. So. Yeah. We'll see. Well, I think that about wraps us up. If you want to reach out to us, all of our stuff is at Stateside Show. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Email us, Stateside Show at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, I guess that's about it. I know this is probably our longest episode on record soon. But thank you everyone for listening. I hope everyone appreciated the thoughts about the Apple deal, the 2026 cities, some of these Nation Leagues games, and the MLS action that we just talked about. So leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, anything like that. And we will catch you all next time. Jordan, do you think that Apple's really going to enjoy their fruits of their labor with this MLS deal? That is awful. (laughs) You know, I heard you're actually so bad at dad jokes uh, because your dad is. And I guess the Apple didn't fall far from the (laughs) truth. Tomorrow throwing his body in. It's going to fall for Ibrahimovic. Oh, come on. Come on. Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show as we recap the U.S. Men's National Team, Americans Abroad, MLS, USL. This is Stateside Soccer Show presented by Stoppage Time Soccer Show. Have a good one.